antibodies. Yeah. Um, I've been working on COVID ITU since the beginning. I have not had a vaccination. I did not want to have a vaccination. Uh, the vaccine's reducing transmission only for about eight weeks with Delta. With Omicron, it's probably less. And for that, I would be dismissed if I don't have a vaccine. It's not, the science isn't strong enough. Right then, everyone, welcome back to the Real Normal Podcast with Lord Rickmansworth here. Now, this is a... It's a historic... It's a historic moment. And I think we... full house. Uh, yeah, it's a full house, and that's why Four it's a historic. I think... <laughs> I actually think arses. We, should, <laughs> <laughs> we should introduce you. Midge, meet Laurie. Laurie Hello, Midge. Hello, Laurie. Good to meet you. Good to meet you. Pleasure. Should try and hide that disappointing look. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're actually currently sat up in Midge's annex, uh, and we've got a huge uh, spread of food in front of us. We've got Leibniz chocolates. What else? Tin of roses from Christmas. Uh, homemade cookies. And homemade cookies. Homemade cookies. I'm going to have a little bit of the homemade cookie. What's the, what's the cookie here? Well, cookie dough and, and chocolate chips. Chocolate chip cookie. Um, Don, how are you doing? Yeah, very well, thanks, mate. Yeah, I'm a better shape than you after last night. Yeah, I know. I had a few beers. Coffee stout from our local uh, brewery and un- unofficial sponsor, Wild Sky. Very nice indeed. Midge? What? How are you? <laughs> Pay attention. I'm fine, Stop gazing you. at Laurie. I'm fine, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, all good, thank you. Apart from being a miserable day. Perfect day for the fire and a bit of rugby. Correct. Absolutely. Uh, Laurie, how's it going? Yeah, good, mate. Yes, very good. Uh, I'm feeling very chipper, so not like you guys. Um, and uh, quite excited about the cookies more than anything, to be honest. Okay, so it's been a, a big week for news. Um, I've got a few things I want to talk about. Um, there was a massive story that came out. I'm just going to get started with it. Well, I don't watch Sky News live, but Sajid Javid was going round a hospital and he asked all the staff in the hospital and it's quite difficult for us to we will play it in a second but he asked the staff in there what they thought about mandatory vaccination now the looks that the three nurse ward uh, well the nurses and the sisters they all gave each other a look and and they were all like we don't like it and he said he said anyone got a thought about it and this guy Piped up. Steve James. Steve, Steve James. Hashtag yeah. Steve James. Legend. He's, hashtag legend. He, he is a hero, isn't he? And we're going to play for you now the a two-minute sort of segment of what he said. So check this out. What do you what do you think of the, the new rule to require vaccination of all NHS staff? I'm, I'm not happy about that. So. You're not happy about it, tell no. me. So I've had COVID at some point. Yeah. Uh, I've got antibodies. Yeah. Um, I've been working on COVID ITU since the beginning. I have not had a vaccination. I did not want to have a vaccination. Um, uh, the vaccine's reducing transmission only for about eight weeks with Delta. With Omicron, it's probably less. And for that, I would be dismissed if I don't have a vaccine. It's not the science isn't strong enough. That's your view. And, and, and your views? Do you have any view on that? Does that, I respect that, but there's, a, there's also a many yeah, I agree. There's different views. Yeah, there's other views, yeah. but... Yeah. And there's another yeah. colleague yeah. Who's, who's also in the same position. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand that. And obviously we had to weigh all that up for both health and social care. And there, there will always be a, a debate about it. But it's Ma- a, Maybe yeah. there's an opportunity to reconsider with Omicron and the changing picture, or at least to nuance it and allow doctors who've had antibody exposure who've got antibodies, yeah. who haven't had the vaccination, to not have it. Because the protection I've got from transmission is probably equivalent to someone who's vaccinated. Yeah, but at some point that will wane as well. But if you want to yeah. provide protection with a booster, yeah. you'd have to inject everybody every month. If it's worn off by two months, 
Yeah. If, it's yeah. if the protection's yeah. worn off the transmission after two months, yeah. then after a month, you've still got a bit of protection. Yeah. So if you want to maintain protection, you're going to need to boost all staff members every single month, which you're not going to do. No, we will, we take advice on on when how much you may need. But it's not going to achieve yeah. a practical benefit. Yeah. yeah. Well, we take the very best advice that we can. I understand, but yeah. you're from, from the people that are vaccine experts. Um, I, I must admit, I was very surprised that Sky News even even let that out. Well, it was live. Oh, was that, it was, sorry, it was live. Yeah, it, 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 was oh, doing a, it was going to be a nice little bit of Sky News propaganda um, because obviously um, yeah. at the moment you're not allowed to go and visit your loved ones or anyone else in hospital because it's not allowed. But they'll let Sky yeah. News in and the BBC and all that because, yeah. you know, did, did it you feeds see, the propaganda machine. Did the, the full clip was really... Because I originally saw the, the beginning part of the clip and then I saw the whole bit when he actually talks about the fact that you're going to... In order to... Because Javid comes back to him and says, your immunity is going to wane at some point. But he says, well, you're going to have to vaccinate people every month to do that. And I don't know, Javid had nothing to no, come he, back on. But he wasn't no. geared up for someone to actually confront him, was he? His, he looks so, oh, it's beautiful, he looks so awkward, didn't he? Yes. Well, uh, one thing as well is that some people, when they're passionate about something, I, I think sometimes you get that sort of rush of blood and mm. things don't come out quite right. The one thing about this doctor, he's he obviously, he's an ICU it. doctor, he works under pressure, he knows, you know, he knows, you know, he can handle himself, and he just kept Let's a level head. Let's see smear him. Let's see them try and come up with something to suggest that he's a, I bet, looking at his Instagram, he's obviously quite a clean living kind of guy, and I can imagine them trying to yeah, take some yeah, angle on it. Yeah, there was, that was out on Twitter this morning saying, just watch, they'll come out, they'll, they'll, have a go, they'll go at him now. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. but also the interesting thing will be what will be the reaction of se senior management in the hospital. But they must know his start, and he's obviously... A, well, you know, he's going to lose his job in April. Yeah. You know, this is a highly he's trained... He's got nothing to lose, has he? Yeah. Well, mm. I mean, nothing yeah. to lose outside of his job. Well, his a job highly trained ICU doctor mm. is going to lose his job in April, and they're saying it's 90% of the NHS... Uh, or NHS workers are apparently fully vaccinated. So they're, they're basically willingly going to get rid of 10% of the workforce of the Which NHS. Is, we have, what, over one point something million people? Yeah, so it's going to be well over 100,000. Yeah. In, in the workers, middle of a supposed yeah. pandemic. What a great idea. It doesn't fit the narrative, does it? You know, exactly. If you look on, on social media, media, politicians, it's smear away the unvaccinated. They're the ones all trying to... And then you get a highly qualified person doing the right job, says, this is complete nonsense. And then it's like, oops... You know, and and also, the, close, isn't yeah. it? And mm. also the fact that they've been quite happy for unvaccinated healthcare workers to work the last two years in the peak of the pandemic. Yeah. So yeah. with no vac when there was no vaccine yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. That that's all fine. And now yeah. suddenly, like you, you feel we're we're getting towards the the end point. They're suddenly bringing in this. But it also it also shows the, the you know that they fired basically they forced care work homes to fire. 30,000 people, didn't they? Because Lots of they, vacancies at the moment, aren't yeah. there? Yeah. So why can't why is there 15,000 Beds being blocked in hospital because old people can't. Be, they're all help, they're all fine, but they yeah. can't be moved out. But again, it's the government wanting doing something to be seen to be doing yeah. something. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's right or wrong. It's just let's just knee do jerk. something. Knee jerk. Knee jerk and reaction. Again, it's it's. I think it's also pressure from other countries. Well, other countries are doing similar. We won't go that far, but we'll just do this because that will keep the media happy. But it's something that's come from a, a prime minister who's just hell bent on keeping the the media happy in the polls at a level yeah. that make him not, not, reinforces no, no his leadership, judgment, no so. difficult decisions, just yeah. blur. I mean, if you're going to do something must be done that takes you to masks doesn't it in yeah. schools yeah. and the evidence that came out this the evidence of early commas <laughs> was it inconclusive <laughs> it was all, all the sort of studies they said were complete nonsense yeah uh, there were a few observational studies and basically the whole thing said maybe if not and there was it was completely inconclusive and at best it might made like you know five or six percent difference 
at the very best. Yeah. And that was the evidence. And everybody you know, said, this is complete nonsense. But it's something must be done, isn't it? Because we, we did mention um, that the uh, evidence for bringing yeah. masks back into school. So this comes from the Department of Education Evidence Summary on Masks in Schools, released on the 5th of January. So bear in mind, this is a government document to justify the reintroduction of masks in secondary schools. And it reads... 80% of pupils wearing face masks found it difficult to communicate and more than half felt wearing one made learning more difficult. Wearing face coverings may have physical side effects and impair verbal and non-verbal communications between teacher and learner. Research shows concealing the speaker's lips tends to lead to lower performance, lower confidence scores and metacognitive monitoring was worse. Communication with mask-wearing adults negatively impacted hearing, understanding, engagement and feelings of connections to the teacher. And remember, this is a report recommending the use of masks in schools. <laughs> it's great, isn't I it? Know. Yeah, and uh, also they don't do anything to stop the spread of COVID, so yeah. there, there is also that. That was in the small print <laughs> at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, they do nothing. I mean, I, I think seeing this uh, this interaction between Sajid Javid and this this highly trained doctor, Steve James, okay, I would he say... Could, he could play for Millwall, couldn't he, Steve well, James? Following that, another so, sporting analogy, I would have said that was game, set and match. Which, oh. which brings us on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you're waiting like, for that, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sat smooth here. as silk. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, brings us on to Novak or Novak's. <laughs> I, I thought that was brilliant. Novak's Djokovic. And you join us courtside at the moment at Australian Customs. Novak Djokovic with the serve and a battle to the death against Australian Border Force. He uh, bounces the coronavirus ball, tosses it aloft, and. It's out. Novak Djokovic is going to be deported. And as you can hear, the Australian crowd is incredibly happy with that. So, yeah, Novak Djokovic. Anyone want to pick this one up? Anyone want to pick the ball up? Uh, (laughs) Anyone want to open with a serve? Uh, Trying to think of any other tennis puns. I think that's probably probably time, isn't it? I thought what they should have done to tell him whether he was allowed into the country or not was use Hawkeye. They they could have a line that said, allowed in Australia, and then the green outside. (laughs) And it it was just out, wasn't it? Poor old boy. I mean, um, yeah. I thought it was was classic one rule for them, one, one for all the rich people, like get him in. You know, if I was in Australia, you know, the prison, as known as the prison state of Australia these days. Yeah. You know, the colony, yeah. the penal colony. You know, I'd be pretty pissed off if I wasn't allowed to go and see my loved ones and then a rich tennis yeah. star just swings through. Having said that, but, yeah. but, but, don't, but don't nonsense. blame the tennis star. That's no, what no, I'd no, say. No, I agree with that, but <laughs> I, I now they're just making make it up as they go along again, aren't they? I think there are some people that are kind of almost focusing now too much on the, as you said, sort of the whether he should be allowed, you know, whether he's um, going against the rules and other people yeah. haven't been able to. But I think actually the, the rule itself isn't being questioned enough, is it? Which That's I think is, well, the, yeah, exactly. is the, the issue. What's worrying is that no Western government, certainly in Europe or this, this country, have come out against Australia. Austria, Germany, all these countries in terms of their restri- the restrictions they brought in, they've just gone along with it. And I mean, the thing is, what's yeah. happened with Novak Djokovic, some people were saying, can he not fill out a visa form? Is he stupid? He's travelled to Australia probably more times than most yeah. people commenting on Twitter. They know what they're doing. The reason they've not let him into the country isn't because of some minor bureaucratic problem. It's political. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, because the, of who the, he is. Australia, it... The Australian government has responded to the, out, the, the kicking off of their people, saying, you, what the hell are you doing? This 
is ridiculous, and they're using Novak Djokovic as a political scapegoat. Mm-hmm. And, that, and then that, this other tennis player as well, this other girl, who's, who's she's already played qualifying matches, and they've now shipped her off to the same hotel. So yeah, and they both matches. passed the qualifying criteria to actually come into the country. How quickly did the media come out with... Uh, there was an article in the Daily Mail. Welcome to the wacky world of Novak Djokovic. Meet his uh, equally wacky wife. The anti-vaxxers, tennis star, insists Bosnia's pyramids give off mystic energy and positive thoughts can purify water, while his wife, Jelena, believes 5G caused COVID. Now, if you actually read this article, and he, he's very much a clean-living kind of person, believes in meditation, well, you know, which a lot of people do, whether you agree with it or not, and they just try to pick any tiny little element of what he's done. His wife shared a... Um, uh, it was an article. It wasn't saying that 5G was, a, you know, was causing COVID, but it was there were some connotations in it. But there was other elements in that article as well that were, weren't just about 5G, but they've obviously picked up on that, yeah. oh, yes. that part. Yeah. But, you know, he's an educated guy. He speaks, what, seven languages or something like that? But again, they have to try and find something to smear him, and that just should alarm if everyone. The, if they want to smear him for anything, it's usually in the second set he pretends he's injured, yeah. and then and then comes out know. and smashes forehand about yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So, yeah, Novak Djokovic, just come back. Don't, yeah. don't worry about it. Australia's mental. You don't want to win their tournament anymore, and you've done a brilliant thing for humanity and freedom. I mean, well I would done. have loved it yeah. if he'd actually boycotted the country and said, you know what, I'm not going there because of what's happening. That would have yeah. been great to see. And actually, you know, he probably could have done that. I wouldn't have, yeah, just so. I'm not going here because it's run by a bunch of fucking fascists. Yeah, um, And I was thinking it's a shame, actually, they didn't uh, bar the English cricket team from coming here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all a favour, wouldn't it? <laughs> Someone uh, shared a video of Bearstow. It's obviously when he got a ton or something back in the day, and he was like celebrating. And it said, Bearstow's just got five. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's how bad it's got. I mean, heading into us is taking forever. With their wacky zero COVID agenda. I'm not addicted to worry about SARS. I'm just a tennis star And from the very first moment of the very very first moment It's clear to see this country is insane This country is fucking insane Okay, okay, okay. I've had a cup of tea. It's quarter to eight at night on a Monday evening. Come on, give me a break. Anyway, if you've enjoyed the podcast so far, please remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and also leave us a five-star review. We may read out your review in the podcast. You can also send us an email to therealnormalpodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, let's get on with the show. Madman Drakeford. Oh, oh yeah, the, uh, you know, case. The, is uh, the ruler of the uh, the Soviet uh, Republic of uh, Wales. So he came out and attacked Johnson, who uh, you know, not very, I'm not a big fan of Johnson, but he came out and attacked him for not putting in the restrictions. Oh, yeah. You know, because you know he's putting the English at risk, or whatever. And then you look at the uh, the stats since 
Christmas, cases in Wales have grown three times faster than in England. I've seen and the argument, Shabby, that, well, they're a much smaller population, but that doesn't matter because surely it's all relative, isn't it? It's all relative. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's per 100,000. Yeah, I think exactly. people don't understand great rate of growth rather than absolute numbers because they're complete numpties. Do you think maybe Paul Nuki's telling him what's going on? Yeah, he probably is, yeah. And, and it's just a pop. It's just, it's just a m- more of a pop at England. Uh, but but the interesting it? thing is, though, if you look in the Scottish Parliament, how the Labour members in the Scottish Parliament are slagging off Sturgeon for the mm. restrictions she's put in. And it's like, well, hang on a minute, Drakeford in Wales is exactly the same, and he's a Labour MP. And it's like, well, why, why aren't you slagging him off equally? Well, uh, well, obviously Johnson took a risk, and we had massive cases beforehand, but everyone else decided to sort of flatten it off and, and through their restrictions have come, will end up coming out of it, but with sort of less death. And you go, have you actually seen the numbers in Germany and France and whatever? Have you, actually, you know, there's this big, there's a sort of... A, amnesia it will definitely be in a year's time you know we we all know that the lockdowns clearly haven't worked you look at florida versus california you look at south and north Dakota. you look at england versus whatever it is quite evident they don't work but people will just continue there will forever be the story that they they did they did good and it's the the the, you know the story of the tiger horn isn't it you know the old the old adage that there weren't any tigers so we got a horn we blew it and no tigers turned up therefore it works Mm. Um, that's that's what it's all about we've said on a previous podcast that you can see like it would be the year 2030 and we're entering our 55th lockdown yeah it's like how many lockdowns do you have to do before you realize they're not actually achieving it yeah and your 50th booster jab as well i don't know if you saw about the smp's deputy uh, dictator John Swinney, <laughs> Tech, dictator. Um, he, he was caught out using ONS data on infection rates to show how their extra restrictions introduced on the 26th December were working. Uh, the only problem was the report was dated the 23rd of December. It's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, isn't it? The stuff like that. I mean, I, I, I am constantly bewildered by the cherry picking of data by politicians and the news you know journalists yeah. to suit their narrative like this 90% of people in hospital are uh, unvaccinated which we now know is complete tosh yeah. and I think you were saying just yesterday uh, Don that Boris is now sort of saying it's 60% now and over 50% of those didn't go in for COVID they went in for something completely different and maybe had yeah. COVID without any symptoms yeah. but well it's like that guy who wrote for a freedom of information request to Blackpool oh, uh, God, hospital that, yeah, how that. many people have been in, in hospital and died of COVID What's throughout it? the whole thing and had no comorbidities. It's like three or something. Two like. people. Two people, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's another interesting thing. Um, at the end of 2021, um, how many people in Scotland were in ICU with Omicron? One. Okay. <laughs> and they've locked yeah. the whole country down. I'm eating biscuits now, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, these are actually virgin beasts. They've not been opened. Yeah. They're still in their cellophane. From our soon to be Scott sponsor, hopefully, leaving it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but um, going back to vaccine effectiveness, by the way, uh, it's now dropped to minus 151%. And uh, you're probably not going to see this in the news at the moment, but life insurance company in Indiana, deaths between the ages of 18 and 64 are up 40% at the moment. And that started since the vaccine rollout. So I'm not going to tell you what to think. I'm just giving you the facts. Mm-hmm. Do what you want with them. But you've seen, you've seen that even the JCVI are now saying, uh, was it so Andrew Pollard, who's the chairman, came yeah. out this week and he was saying, I don't think there's a case for a fourth booster. We can't just... Yeah. Keep, keep vaccinating, and now there's a pressure around what, what about vaccinating for children, re-looking at that. 
I they mean, will be a fourth. Yeah. I'm, I can almost guarantee they'll they'll push. A, they'll be a fourth pushed at some well, point. I, I'm, I'm sure of it. I wanted to bring up a subject. Um, if you guys listen to, well, I don't listen to LBC anymore. Najid Najid Nawaz. Najid Nawaz just lost his job at LBC. Has he actually? Yeah, he's been booted off because he had Alex D. Oh God, what is going on? Alex D. Figueredo. PhD, um, works at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. Terrible modelling. Well, he he wasn't talking about modelling. He was talking about uh, research they'd done. um, And they found that, basically said that he wasn't vaccinated and that two-thirds of the people they'd done in this survey, would you get the vaccine if if it was mandated? Two-thirds of people said no. They wouldn't have a lot of choice, though, because it'd be mandated. Well, I mean, they're going to mandate it. I'm not going to have it. What are they going to do? Hold you down? Oh, I will be. (laughs) Just just for you. But um, but, So Majid lost his job and this guy has been booted off Twitter. I mean, what is going on? Yeah, like, yeah. I think one of the biggest things in our times now that we don't... People seem to think we've got freedom of speech. We don't. No. We are the most censored population there is now. Yeah. Because well, LB, the, because LBC's a lost cause now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is, yeah. yeah, yeah it really is. But didn't you see also um, Nadine Doris, who's one of the thickest uh, MPs, she was on... And, <laughs> which it, is some achievement. Yeah, which is really hard work. <laughs> yeah. She, she was saying... She actually was, was openly saying they have this disinformation unit, don't they? And they've been working with media and so social media to remove fake news and misinformation basically it's also you know news that they don't like and they are pushing more and more you know to get it removed a classic example is the wuhan lab the leak last year if you loads of people got barred from twitter for saying you know it was the chinese fault from the lab now it's probably the main mainstream um, story, the main hypothesis it? is, yeah. is going to do it. And then we've got this government, is it the online harms bill I think is coming through, where they're trying to push for social media companies to take more control over freedom of speech. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's that one. I mean, to your scary, point, it's, it, it's really? scary. I mean, well, while we're here... Tw- Twitter, there's a big thing on Twitter, isn't it, about that politics... Oh, politics yeah, politics for all. For all, yeah. which got booted off for no good reason that, They've come back now, and then they got... Um, they got stopped again, but they're, they're now back. I mean, God, yeah. what a yo-yo of yeah. censorship. But what yeah. we're talking about, that censorship and social medias that don't censor, we now have a Getter account. Hey, hey. do we? Whoa. So you can follow us over on Getter, don't worry. I'll give you guys all the logins so you can go on there and oh, scream at people. Can um, I say I've never, ever heard of that? <laughs> yeah, Getter was set up by one of Donald Trump's advisors, I believe. But it is literally got four, so... Four or five million. People. Yeah, they picked up a lot Joe over Rogan the last few days. So, uh, yeah, like you say, Joe Rogan's gone over there. Yeah. Uh, when Robert Malone, Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor or, or the co-inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology was chucked off Twitter for saying the vaccines Probably weren't. one of the most uh, yeah. qualified people in the, in the to world talk about to talk this. about this. Yeah, and has no conflict of interest or anything Nothing, like that. No, no agenda you at know, all, yeah. Has worked with Anthony Fauci for over 20 years, has worked with the FDA, yeah. uh, done all these things, and he was chucked off Twitter because of that. He's now on Getter, um, but I did hear one guy was chucked off Getter. He was censored for trying to put his pronouns in his bio. No, <laughs> well, actually, let's talk about our first sponsor. Oh, it's oh, our first ever sponsor. Oh, God, See, that is, I can't believe this is uh, this is turning into a podcast. So yeah, while while you're chomping, um, long-term listener Dan, he's actually sent us some goodies. Dan, believe it or not, makes his own dips and sauces. Oh, no. So wow. he's actually sent a goodie bag of... So I'm never sure, but is it chipo- chipotle, chipotle or chipotle? Chipotle. Chipotle. Chipotle and I lime think. dips and sweet heat mix rubs as well. So we've got something for all of you to take home to try and give you feedback maybe on the next pod. Marvellous. If anyone's interested, he can be found at Dips Sauces. One of the weird... <laughs> He's never done this before. Yeah. No. Do a special voice. Do you do your advert voice? Found at voice. Dip Sources. Oh. It's got two S's. It's two S's, which I think is messed up there, really. Yeah, he really Dips has. Sources. Well, um, so, so, Come on, Dan, a, get a grip. So it's actually Dip SS 
horses. I like the slogan, go on, slap it on. That's yeah. nice. No, it's it? very good. Thank you, Dan. Perfect for wings, steaks, burgers, and a glaze or dipping sauce. <laughs> Might want to do this section again. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one else is ever going to sponsor yeah, us gonna... in this room. Can maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, you can do a, maybe you can do a little advert for him. Yeah, do a little jingle. <laughs> little jingle for Oh, it. that'd be good. Yeah. That'd be great. Don't worry, Dan. We've actually put some of your dip on a lateral flow test, and it's positive. <laughs> <laughs> it's melted it. <laughs> positive for being fucking lovely. <laughs> well, while we're here, we're talking about emails. Do you want to read out a quick email from Elizabeth Clark? She said, I heard your podcast for the first time yesterday, and literally, PMSL. Pissed myself laughing. I bloody loved it. Love the format and the content. Great to hear from like-minded people, i.e. not simpletons. If she could see what I could see, Zach. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, we all have to wear um, grotty Y-fronts to record this. But anyway, um, she said, we'll definitely definitely list again. Got your link from Lockdown Skeptics. Wee. So yeah, Lockdown Skeptics. Great work, guys. That's really, Brilliant. really good of you. Uh, we've also had quite a lot of reviews as well. We've now over 65 star reviews. We have actually... You've been busy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've set up a lot of different accounts to do this. Yeah. Jeez. But I'll read them in a minute, so come back for that. I'm just a mascot. Flying my train around town. I get a call to myself. From his voice, I can tell. The virus wants me to go down. Come here, girl. Don't tell us all now. Stay there will be trouble. And you don't want trouble coming to you. The country is in lockdown, but we don't give a fuck now Cause the crews are being applied to you Hello there, young lady Do you mind if I call you Kia Bama? The rest of the party goers are on the patio But don't worry, they won't hear us And do you mind if Dylan eats that? Off the food so we're going to start with a new section, brand new section being brought to you by Dip Sauces. <laughs> uh, slap it on. Slap it on. Give your meat a good old rub. Okay, so. The original name of this podcast started two years ago. It was Bedwetters, and we got rid of that, as you all know. So we're going to call this section Bedwetters. <laughs> that's we're, we're that's good off. recycling, that is. That it is, isn't it? Well, it's green, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. they'd like that, the wokies. We're on net zero. Yeah. Okay, so Midge, <laughs> give us some wokeism stuff. Oh, yeah. So I think the worst wokeism of the week. Woke of the week. <laughs> like it is. Worst <laughs> wokeism. We've got a ting. Can it, someone ting something. <laughs> that was awful. Brilliant. So this is um, perfect special effects. <laughs> so this is the, the so-called Colston Four. Oh. These four like Trustafarian knobends, really. Yeah. Who um, were part of the putting down the statue of uh, Edward Colston, jumping all over it and vandalising it, basically. So they were uh, finally uh, in court. They had a jury trial, which I didn't really know why they had a jury trial, but anyway. And the jury found them not guilty of criminal damage, despite the fact they actually admitted to doing the damage. Uh, they were saying, well, we were really offended by the statue, so it was, a, it was actually an anti-racist act for us to pull it down and smash it up. And it's um, it basically it's an open door, isn't it? If you don't like anything, you go, well, I find really offensive this... Uh, well, that kebab thing. shop's called Abracababra. Yeah, I I'm going to smash that I'm shop up. I'm going to smash it up. So the only thing yeah. I've, I've seen is the government might be trying to appeal against it to the High Court. But... Don, you said that they'd, uh, the jury had come under a little bit of pressure. Yeah, during the court... Case. They had that um, historian David uh, does the house through time yeah. program. Really okay. cool. um, yeah. He he was allowed to stand in court for two hours. 
pretty much haranguing the jurors, telling them that they'll prove themselves to be racist if they found the, them guilty. And it was just allowed to go on and on and on. Uh, it was a very one sided I think it was a very one sided uh, mm. view of history as well. It was very, you know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't particularly two sided. I don't think. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, Edward Colston. I mean, if you actually look at his what he's he done, gave a lot back to Bristol. Yeah, um, and uh, back then it was all right to do what he was doing. You well, know, like may, may, maybe the protesters should uh, knock down all the schools that he founded. And the hospitals yeah. that he built, uh, things like that. Yeah, total idiot, wo- worst of the woke. Oh, just I mean, the sorry, they're idiots, worst of the woke. Where did it they're, all, they're all white as well. Oh, of yeah. course, Which, of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> as, as most of BFM are. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. They're, they're middle class, white, trustafarians. Never, never had a job in their life. Don't do a look. Well, the other, thing, <laughs> the, other thing was, the other thing which they got really hot in the colour, was it, that all these girls, private girls' schools, have said they won't accept trans pupils. No, which is... Because um, if they accepted them, they would, they could fall foul of their because they're charities, their charity status, and yeah. they wouldn't be all girls, quite yeah. clearly. Yeah, and that's all up in arms. And what's his, what's his Tom Harwood that that, oh, that complete <sighs> knob end? He, he no. made my list, didn't he? Of dicks. Yeah. It was like, oh, this is ridiculous. Oh, oh, oh whatever. If and it, it's like they what? So you know, you don't have a boy can go to a girl an all girls school now. Basically, yeah. is what you're saying, yeah. which completely. This is what Douglas Murray God, came out and said. Fun, wouldn't you? He said the yeah, problem. Now is, I'd love it. Well, that's <laughs> the point, though, isn't it? Sorry. All those lovely <laughs> girls. He came out and said that he, um, those sort of activists want people to believe things that are impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. And that's the issue. I mean, you know, if, if I met someone who was trans and they wanted to be called a... They, I, I won't, I won't pander to at all. But if he, a, a bloke was, you know, was going through the process and wanted to be called a, I don't know, Dorothy, then uh, that's fine. I, I wouldn't be rude to them. And, 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 oh, but, I agree but, with that. But, but I'm not going to stand there and go, I think you are definitely a woman. No, you're a man. You're, you're, a, you're a man, but if you, you know, that's... But there's, there's even been quite some trans... Um, I think Julie Hartley Brewer had a, a trans teacher on who's completely against all this. She is obviously a man that's now a wo- transitioned to a woman, not a woman, not a woman, and uh, and she, I suppose I'll use that. Um, well, um, was well to be fair, was was dead against it, and you know, and saying it was about the girls' school thing, and said this is this is getting ridiculous, and made the point that most trans people actually just want to. Kind of get on with their lives. They this is how they feel, and they want to. And that, I've got no problem with that. I think all. most people. I think I suspect most of them are like that. But yeah. it is the it's a small activists, minority, isn't and it? they are. I mean, there was um, one of the companies I used to work for. Uh, so after I left, there was a man who decided to become a woman allegedly, but he only did it on certain days. <laughs> so like Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, he'd come in and he'd be Dave. All right, Dave. Yeah, all right, Dave. And, and then the like, weekend. The, the three, no, the three day other days of the week, he'd come in in a Deborah. skirt and with makeup and a, and a wig on, and he'd be called like yeah, Deborah. And they're all. It's like you're just making it up as you go along. Yeah. Now. It's complete bollocks. Oh. Somebody mentioned about pansexuals. Do you heard about pansexuals? Yeah, they, what they, is that? Does that mean when you're when yeah. you're having a bit of rumpy pumpy, someone's smacking you in the bum with a saucepan? <laughs> <Whoa, laughs> loving it. No, no that, that's called normal sex, isn't it? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, pansexuals when you fall in love with their with the emotions of another person. I think well, I don't yeah. know. Everything needs a label. Cool. What we're talking about labels. Who wants an iTunes review read out? Can we have that ding again, please? This is from Mad Gym Woman. Always brilliant. Keep up the good work. There we go. Five stars. Boom. Have we got any reviews absolutely slating us that you can read out? So someone someone left this review and, and then pressed the wrong stars. So this is from Lucy of Kent. I actually think I've read this out before. Can't work out exactly who these chaps are. Googling doesn't help me find all Rickmansworth and wonder if Midge is the Midgeur. Yeah, you remember yeah. that? Anyway, it doesn't matter. These guys are clearly great friends and their attitudes are so grounded. Brilliant podcast. 
uh, and they gave us one star. <laughs> <laughs> so what's that all about? Um, worth it just for the songs from HYGD, HJJD, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, also said, I'm off to buy some hexagonal plasters. Fantastic end of year episode. Brilliant episode, guys. Loved every minute of this one. Please, please keep going. Podcasts like yours have kept me sane this year. Thank you. And this is from Lord Beers a lot. Uh, great chat. Great from the chaps. Uh, on the ball, in the real world. They are the real normal in it. Take a listen. Five stars. That does sound like you wrote that. Yeah, it does, doesn't <laughs> it? Yeah, uh, honestly, it wasn't Lord me. Beers a lot. Uh, Humour and common sense. This is from Snapper. Said, great episode, chaps. Really enjoyed listening. So glad I've been put onto this via the Daily Skeptic. So if you are first, you know, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, or even if this is your first listen, please pop over to iTunes. If you use iTunes to get your podcast, bang us a five-star review and give us a little scrub. Okay, so uh, anything else? Anyone got anything? So I don't know if you've seen that Austria have just announced they're, they're banning unvaccinated from leaving their homes apart from essential work, shopping, uh, for food and medicines. Um, Italy introducing mandatory vaccines for all over 50s. In France, Macron's threatening the unvaccinated with the loss of their civil liberties. In Germany, I don't Didn't know... Didn't he say he wants to piss them off? Yeah. Yeah, lovely. And in Germany, I don't know if you saw that, that video, that large group of um, police harassing that old woman trying to walk her dog. Oh, it's awful. Um, they're all, like, batons drawn and everything. There's probably about 12 of them around this... She looks like she's at least in her 70s. Yeah, oh. with a little dog. And sort know. of, like, threatening anyone and everyone. And you just think, what the hell's going on? I thought I'd do... Have a, have a look at um, three countries in the EU, Austria, Sweden and Belgium, as they all have similar populations. Austria has 9 million, Sweden 10.3 million, Belgium 10.5 million. Austria and Belgium have both been in lengthy lockdowns with masks wearing indoors and outdoors, social distancing, working from home, vaccine passports and, like I say, Austria also house arrests pretty much for the unvaccinated. Uh, meanwhile, Sweden's continued to adopt a light-touch approach to COVID restrictions, relying on common sense and personal responsibilities. So I, I thought I'd look at the COVID deaths in December for those three countries. One country has 1,159, one has 1,149, and one has 128. Anyone want to guess which country has 128? Well, I'm going to go for, going to go for Sweden. Yeah, it's got to be Sweden. Sweden. And then the other thing is um, kind of our current obsession with positive cases. So in the UK in December, we had 3,263,938 positive cases. Germany had 1,135,439 positive cases. But then you look at deaths, UK had 4,390, Germany had 10,165. And it's just sort of like, yeah. uh, the, uh, say, our... Uh, this weird thing it's all about cases like who gives a shit about yeah, it's uh, cold. cases because that's all they've got though if they start talking about deaths it just it puts it too much into perspective i think yeah. even, um, even with the numbers being skewed on deaths we still know they're not recorded properly don't we well the interesting thing even how they do record deaths if you look at those figures it shows that if you test positive with covid you have a 99.87 percent chance of surviving it when you look at that, that, that uh, 0.13% uh, chance is almost identical to your chance of dying from flu. Um, but, but, just, lo but long COVID. Oh, yeah, what a load of bollocks. Just uh, like everything swilling around Omicron and everything, I thought, let's have a look for the whole of December in South Africa. As we said before, a population of 60 million, so not far off the UK, had 1,486 COVID deaths in all of December. <laughs> and that's a country with now 24% of the population vaccinated. This might come on to maybe some of the... Maybe we should make some predictions for this year as well. Yeah, so my prediction is it's all falling apart. The whole narrative's falling to pieces yeah. now. You're seeing things like that doctor speaking to Sash, the Sash, um, that sort of thing. People aren't getting boosters, boosters, uh, that sort of thing. That's I think country, it is. Though. My yeah. worry is that... 
until this starts changing in other countries, I think we're going to still be in this perpetual state yeah. still, because I think it, it, it's obviously still going to limit on where we can go on holiday and travel, but, but I think in, until it, it, other countries do start seeing through this and pushing back and actually... Which I know a lot of populations are, but I, I just think until that happens, we're going to still stay in this... The government in this country are still going to look at other countries and think, well, we, st- we can still keep in certain restrictions because they're not as bad as other countries. But, but maybe it'll go the other way if, if Johnson holds his nerve and hopefully in three weeks' time, if they do away with a lot of the Plan B restrictions, those other countries in Europe will stand back and look and think, well, hang on a minute, things are going all right in the yeah, UK. Yeah, no true. Um, yeah. and so, that, that would take a political leader of other con- political leaders in other countries to actually have an analytical brain yeah. and, oh, yeah. and not just so do stuff, chance political point scoring. That's basically what it's all about now, isn't it? I think, you know, I think what big prediction will be, as we'll be talking about, you know, it will still be COVID nonsense, but there will be increasingly... There's, there's a huge cost of living crisis coming down the, yeah. down the track. With inflation, we've got, yeah. and we've got this ridiculous amounts of green nonsense from the government and climate change uh, and climate change yeah. so you know so, i mean what i just listened to the radio this morning and they're predicting that energy bills the average energy bill is going to go up 700 pounds I mean, yeah, that's, that's quite a lot of money isn't it? Ours, is, ours is going up from 90 pounds a month to 140 pounds a month I think, really which is, yeah, yeah which is huge um, I, just, I bought a chainsaw and got a wood burner. All my stuff's free. Yeah. But, the, but, the but birds, your garden's looking the shit. The birds don't live Yeah, it's a tundra out there now. Um, did you think it was interesting, though, in Prime Minister's questions when uh, Angela Rayner was having a go at Johnson saying you should uh, remove VAT from energy bills? And it's like, well, if you'd had your way and we'd stayed in the EU, you wouldn't have had that as an option. No, you wouldn't no, have been no, allowed yeah. To, yeah. to remove VAT. We've got another thing, because we haven't mentioned Ferguson, and we've, oh, got, to, we've got to mention oh, Ferguson. Yeah. So uh, Neil Ferguson Ferguson declared on the 17th December that there would be 5,000 deaths a day if no new restrictions were introduced in the next one to two weeks. So three weeks on, uh, there's been no new uh, additional restrictions and the average death rate on the 4th of January was 132. <laughs> Brilliant. So, I, I just wish the media would jump on this and, say, and, and start calling people like him out. They're not going to, are they? they they're, 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 they're funded, you know, follow the money. If every time he brought out a modelling thing and I'd brought out one saying zero, I'd have been closer every single yeah, time. Every single yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's ridiculous. I don't know. a complete incompetent. And someone else we mentioned in the last podcast, um, good old Welby. Ah, lovely. Oh, good no. old Justin. Um, I don't know if you God, saw yeah. at... Um, after Archbishop Desmond Tutu's death, he compared Tutu to an elephant and himself to a mouse. But I thought he'd been closer if he just compared himself to a big pile of elephant turds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. well uh, actually, apologies, apologies as well to the irreverent lads. Uh, Midge did point out last week that they had said some bits and bobs about Mr Welby, and I hadn't got round to listen to their podcast, uh, and I listened to it after we recorded, and it was absolutely fantastic. Not so not, they, as usual. As, yeah, yet again, they what, really nailed it. it. Yeah, Who are the good. two guys? That... Um, Jamie Franklin. Oh, no, I saw them on Unheard. They, were on, they did an inter- yeah. cracking interview yeah. on Unheard. He's three of them. Oh, young young two, whippersnapper Vickers, aren't they? Okay, um, well, I'm going to do culture. Uh, new Toast of London series is out. Oh, Toast in Tinseltown. Toast in Tinseltown. It's not as good as the no, previous oh, series, I'm afraid. Uh, there was one decent joke on there when he went to see a doctor and he was like, I reckon, I, he said, some reason your name rings a bell. The doctor's name was Dr. Shitman. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, Dr. Harold Shitman. 
Um, but, but it yeah, says something that that's the funniest bit of the episode. But no, it's not as good as it was, but still maybe worth checking out. Uh, another thing I've been re- watching as well, just catching up on, on Netflix, was uh, The Salisbury Poisonings, which that, is that, that uh, was, yeah, yeah, really good. good. The old yeah, novi chock and all that. Yeah. It yeah. just make, makes you realise how rogue Russians are, isn't it? No, they just generally smearing, don't give a fuck. No, no. smearing a nerve agent that could kill tens of thousands of people on someone's door handle in the middle of suburban uh, I didn't know it actually did end up killing somebody. I, I, I didn't. No, 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 that girl, the girl died, didn't she? She, um, yeah, the, yeah, the woman, yeah, killed, the, killed, at least it was the, that girl, the um, drug addict girl, the drug addict, yeah, she, she was, she died, she ended up dying. Did I fucking, I haven't Have watched all of it yet, man. Oh. Jesus, you just <laughs> ruined it. You should have said, that's right, edit that out, then he won't know. Yeah, I'll forget forever. So I'm surprised you haven't, did you not watch, um, The Man Who Bought Cricket? Oh, oh I'll, I'll, I've recorded that's that. That's on, yeah. on my list. Yeah, yeah very good. But very someone good. was saying to me that, what was it, Matt Pryor was playing cricket and looked over and saw his missus sat on Stanford's lap. Yeah. What a legend. So I watched uh, watched the end of the Expanse series, which has really been not as good as the rest of it, which is a bit what, what, what is it? It's a sci-fi. Uh, sci-fi uh, yeah, one yeah. It's, it hasn't Boy. happened. doesn't exist. What's and the one? other one is uh, the Wheel of Time, the fantasy series. Oh, I watched the first episode. It's absolutely uh, shite. Yeah, well, I read the book, <laughs> which was really boring. Uh, and so that encouraged you to watch the well, TV I thought, series. I thought they, might, they might do a better job. And basically, it's, cla- it's a classic book where... Everything's uber woke. Yeah, you you know you would every every like every family every person is, is multicultural. Got... Yeah, yeah. Is everything's like that? It's it's complete and and basically it's just fucking boring. Thanks ever so much for listening. Like I said, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, you can. Please do. It helps loads of people find the show. You can send us an email too, therealnormalpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us over on Twitter at realnormalpod. You can follow us over on Getter at realnormalpod. And we've also got our own forum on Lockdown Skeptics as well. Ooh. So go over there. We often not put some bits and bobs up there about what we're doing, a few photos and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, so see you next week. Apologies. That's all I'm going to say. Apologies. I'm off to rub myself all over in dip sauces. Today's today's podcast sponsored by <laughs> Dips Rubs Sweet Heat Mix, a bold, sweet, and fiery seasoning. Rub for any meat. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh, yeah.